Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This time, I want to talk about the job market, the liquidity in the marketplace. I have had a lot of questions about why do the markets seem to be doing so well when parts of the rest of the economy don't appear to be doing well. So I did a real simple equation down here for you. GDP equals money in the system times velocity. Now, catch up on some of the numbers, ISM numbers, manufacturing and non-manufacturing. As you remember, that's basically the information on what purchasing managers are doing for industry and services. They're both over 50. They've come back a lot. If you're over 50 on an ISM report, that means you're in expansion, meaning you're buying more stuff. It doesn't mean that the economy itself is in expansion. It means that the purchasing managers are starting to buy a lot more stuff than they did 30 days ago, and they are. So the numbers are great. A lot of the really horrible, gee, we're in recession numbers and ISM are over, we're back. Unemployment numbers are still pretty high in the millions. Unemployment itself was kind of good news at 11.1. That makes it probably the worst recession in 80 years. Okay, we'll get back to that. But all the interest rates are down. Yields are down. Mortgages are cracking three this morning, according to Freddie Mac. Uh, bonds are very popular, especially treasuries are very popular. The yield comes down when the price goes up. A uh, lot of money out there. Here's the shutdown compared to the rest of the recessions we've had, the blue being the 2007, 8, and 9 Great Recession, and the six years it took to get the jobs numbers back where they started. There was a lot going on in that recession, real estate market, a lot of things. That was a recession. This is a shutdown. So zip, a lot of jobs went away because they were told to stay home, and a lot of them had to stay home without a job. And now we're starting to see how quickly they recover. It's always going to be very different. In all the statistics going forward, this will be the freak. And right now, we don't know how quickly it's going to come back because some industries, airline, the entire hospitality industry, we don't know where they're going at this point. In a lot of ways, we don't even know where education is going. But we'll be tracking it. The job openings reports, the jolts, it's always interesting because it's got good data in it. Quits being the best data, that's down here, the yellow on the bottom. Quits have started to increase, meaning those people are quitting the jobs they have and either going back to where they were or they have prospects elsewhere. Job openings have picked up. The employment market is picking up slowly, again, with the exception of airlines and the entire hospitality industry. I don't know what you do if you were a bartender or working in a hotel. That's across the world right now. Uh, Boeing is going to have more layoffs. Airbus just announced some huge layoffs. Those industries are changing, and those people are simply going to have to adjust elsewhere. You look at how the consumer is spending, the red here is revolving credit card debt, which has dropped significantly. It's not because they're walking away from the debt like they did back in 2008. It's that they're paying the debt off. 
a lot of the liquidity money and a lot of these people that have been working from home haven't been commuting, they haven't been flying, they haven't been staying in hotels. They've been paying their credit cards down in anticipation of maybe I'll buy myself some options if I don't have much in the way of credit card debt. Well, the consumer isn't a source of problems here. Spending isn't out of control. There's not a lot of wildly exotic and expensive debt out there. It's kind of Dullsville. The non-revolving debt, the boat loans and that kind of stuff, that is also slowly dropping. The numbers really haven't been added by all the new cars people have been buying. But a lot of those, well, it's not going to show up in some of these places because the 0% interest is just a cash flow item to a lot of people. The other side of consumer spending is here. In 2008, there was a lot of delinquency rates in first mortgages because people were walking away from them. That was the, gee, I owned five houses in Las Vegas and I didn't have to do any documents to get any of them. So people just walked away when the market collapsed. It's very different today. There's about 7% in delinquents, but they're not walking away from them. They are in forbearance and we really don't know what the rules are and how people get out of forbearance. We'll probably know by October, but this isn't bad news. This is just the data catching up to where, well, how many people really are not making their mortgage payments. They're not walking away. Inflation gauge, inflation in almost all measures is down. Energy is down. Driving costs are down. Travel, you know the, you know the whole routine. There isn't any inflation in the system. The two things that are of at all interest here is the lime green, and that's the average hourly wage number. We talked about this before. It spiked way up when things got shut down because the low end of the hourly wage spectrum, those people went home and they stayed home and they weren't making money. So the higher averages drove the average way up because they were still working. Now that parts of that lower income side are coming back, it's starting to pull the number back down to average. I suspect, again, by the end of August, we'll have good data. Down at the bottom is import prices. Well, oil has been cheap. We've been supplying a lot of it ourselves. And things coming in from China and around the rest of the world have been declining. So there is no inflation, no inflation anywhere. We haven't had inflation issues in for a number of years and they're less than they were. Good chart here. Great things in the marketplace. Gold has done well. It's amazing how popular an ETF based on futures of gold contracts is, but there's a lot of money in the quote, gold market. The 10-year treasury has done very well. The yield has come down, the price has come up. That goes for investment-grade corporates around the world, governments around the world. Bonds have done very well. They've been secure. And as the rates come down, they appear more valuable, as well as, and we'll get to here in a minute, the amount of liquidity that's in the system. Down here in the bottom is Brent crude. It's had a, been a horrible performer. They had trouble giving it away there for a little while, but it's slowly creeping back. Oil closed Friday at about $40 a barrel, West Texas Intermediate. That isn't enough for the uh, shell oil providers in the U.S. to get back in business, but it did inspire OPEC Plus to start reducing their production cuts 
even though nobody was buying it, in hopes of generating a little more income. Russia, the Saudis, all the Middle East, as you know, need that income. And there's so much oil sitting around in tankers floating in harbors, they're hoping for some demand. Here's the big domestic indices. NASDAQ doing very well. S&P 500 is about flat for the year. The Dow Jones, the industrial side of things, is still down a little bit, but doing well. It's certainly not going to evaporate. I don't see any problems for any of these indices in the near future. As a reminder, the S&P 500 has had some volatility in the last 20 years. It's had some great quarters up, some bad quarters down. 2008, again, was much worse. They were down longer. 2000 to 2002 was down longer, had some very bad quarters. Those were issues spread out over years. We're dealing with volatility spread out over a couple of months. So bad news to begin with, great news in the recovery. That's where the S&P 500 is right now. Historically, you look at, there's the 2000 and the 2008, you can tell, well, that was a bear market, all right. That went on for a number of months, a number of months, several quarters. GDP was bad, and then it slowly started to work its way out. Well, right now, if you look back in the data, you'd say, gee, the, uh, the S&P 500 had a bad quarter in 2020, but seemed to recover, so maybe that wasn't bad news after all. Historically, it's just going to look like a bad blip underneath. The dividends will recover. The earnings per share will probably return in a lot of industries. Don't count on Boeing in the foreseeable future or a couple of other places. But everybody else is going to be moving forward, very likely. There's a lot of debt out in America. That's been the trend since the 50s. And this is basically the growth in the dividend of the S&P 500 trend line. Debt has been increasing, gets paid down. But as we've discussed before, new money in the system basically comes from banks. You go down and borrow $100,000, that's new money in the system. And it slowly works its way off as it's paid off. So we're down at about 48% of GDP has been in borrowed money. Now it's not all still out there owed. It's still out there in the form of improving assets, producing assets, or in some cases cash right now. And the biggest measure of that is of course M2. This is M2. This is the liquidity in the US economy right now. It's almost $19 trillion cash. Some of that is liquidity money. Some of that has been added. Some of that is a lot of things. Low interest rates, easy accessibility, fairly good quality borrowers. That's new money out in the system. It's a lot of money. If you ask why these markets are doing well, the bond market, the stock market, in part it's this. There are buckets of money out there that need to be placed someplace and that will drive markets. That keeps markets robust, that keeps prices up. The money's not sitting in coffee cans. It's waiting to be used. It's indicative that there are a lot of employers out there, not everyone, but there are a lot of employers out there that have lots of capital. They're waiting to decide how they're gonna spend it. Are they gonna expend it on employees? Are they gonna change their business model? Are they gonna buy robots? We're starting to see data on that now, and we're gonna have a lot more data about not only the virus, 
but a lot of what the S&P 500 is doing by the end of August. So the markets are doing well in part because there's a lot of money in the system, because there's not nearly as much fear in corporate America as there seems to be in the media about the virus. So it's okay. To make a long story short, hopefully that answers several of the questions on why is the market doing better than the economy appears to be. Uh, the economy is going to do fine. Remember, M times V equals GDP. M is the money, and there's lots of money. All we need is a little velocity. People aren't traveling. People aren't going to restaurants. People aren't, people aren't, people aren't. You know that. When that picks up, and it only has to pick up a little bit to get a great return in GDP. And that is the most likely scenario for the end of 2020. 2021, regardless of the elections in November, probably be good. Okay, well, as usual, I'm always happy to deal with the questions. That's info at shwj.com. Thanks for joining me.